Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is Kate for This Podcast is Haunted. We are here with the with two of the voices of Ghostly Talk, Scott L., and a lot of you will remember this name and voice, Amber Rose. Thank you guys for being here today. Thank Woo! you. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, we, uh, I'm, I'll get you started with a couple of baseline questions. Yeah, all right. Kind of warm us up. What's your favorite Halloween movie? Oh, man. Hocus Pocus. <gasps> Good choice, mine too. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's a tough call. It is. There, it's a. I love asking people about their favorite movies. One, because I always get a good suggestion, usually. And then two, it really helps me identify what kind of person you are, you know? Well, you know, off the top of my head, I mean, I, don't, I mean, depending on... Well, you're saying Halloween movie, so it has to be a movie that's centered around Halloween. Or a movie that you enjoy watching at Halloween. Well, Hellraiser. Hellraiser's uh, I mean, a good one. First two Hellraisers. I mean, I could. those are two of my all-time favorite. Absolutely. And I'm not a big horror fan anymore, honestly. No. I'm not, I don't really like horror that much, but those uh, Hellraiser, the original and part two especially, part two was just completely ridiculous. Talk about amazing atmosphere and world building. Well, it was one of the bloodiest films, too. Yeah. I mean, it, and that's, again, it's coming from someone I really don't like horror anymore. But Hellraiser it's more fantasy though. It's, yeah. it, was, it covered it covered a dark. lot of, a lot of bases, but there's just certain scenes where the blood in that movie, like you know, like if you remember, like the, the mattress scene in Doctor yes. Shinari's office, it's one of the fuckedest things I've ever seen. It's so disturbing to watch to this day. It looks so real. Ahead of its time. Yeah, really out of its time. It was scary to watch. Who was that guy that was all muscle laying there? Yes, that that's what I'm talking about. That's that the was dude. So gross. It sticks with you for the rest well, of your the, life. Yeah, that was one of that was one of the. Uh, patrons at the asylum that he brought out there obviously to bring back her name it don't matter now but right they were bringing bringing so-and-so back from hell you know yeah. um hence but that's Hellraiser. Hellraiser, <laughs> yeah but that movie that movie was insane so i mean always around halloween i always have to break out hellraiser yeah and prince of darkness that's my all-time favorite horror movie. prince of darkness prince i don't Dar- think i've seen that one. oh I'm dude write it down. oh well here we go john carpenter john, john oh. well there was and I, I love talking about this because John Carpenter did what he referred to it as his Apocalypse Trilogy. Mm-hmm. He did the remake of The Thing, mm-hmm. which everybody loves The Thing, so which great. was a remake, but his remake was done properly. That was 72, right? Was 72, yep. Amazing. And that was just completely ridiculous. And, and, and then he did Prince of Darkness, which uh, to me, well, just to finish it off, he, the, the third one in what he called his Apocalypse Trilogy, as I mentioned, was In the Mouth of Madness. Mm-hmm. So those three films he called the Apocalypse Trilogy. Prince of Darkness is my all-time favorite slash horror slash sci-fi. It, it covers yeah. so many, a lot of religious stuff. I mean, it's a really deep flick. flick. Campy is all hell in a lot of aspects. But, you know, you get to see Alice Cooper kill somebody with a bicycle. Which you can't really fucking beat that. No. It's like a rando homeless yeah, guy. He's a, yeah, and, you know, it's like they just actually, Shout Factory actually just did a, they finally reissued it on Blu-ray. It's cool. the first Blu-ray print they've ever done of it. Uh, Shout Factory did it in a steel book. Awesome. So I had, you know, I, being a Hellraiser dork that I am, I have it on every format. That's my all-time favorite. So I mean, like, you know, I, I said Prince of Darkness, yeah. Prince of Darkness, and Hellraiser, those two. But Prince yeah. of Darkness is my, that's my, that's my movie. I'm, I wrote it down. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure it. I watch it. Yeah, it's not for everybody, but it, you know, it's it's John Carpenter. Of course, he wrote the score. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a creepy flick. It's super cool. I have yet to find a whole lot of movies that I don't like. 
I even like bad films, so I just like appreciate film as a medium. I, people work so hard on it; it's hard. Well, that's to one hate. of my side gigs. Really, I do. I do another podcast. All about um, film? Yeah, well, yeah. It's a friend of mine who runs a site called, well, I guess I'll pimp him. It's called, it's called The Movie Sleuth. Spoiler Free Movie Sleuth is the name of the group. Uh, and they do, it's like, it's like a movie review site. And a couple years ago, and this is before we even got Ghostly Talk going again, Chris, who runs that site, he's like, him and I talked, and he's like, would you be interested in coming on and doing movie reviews? And um, I want to get our podcast. They did, they did a podcast a while back, and then they... they Got busy with other things. He's like, I want to get the podcast going again, and I know you have experience. Would you be interested? I mean, and I mean, I am by no means an expert. Some of these people that work on that site, they're fucking walking encyclopedias. It's it's incredible. Isn't that amazing? It's it's really intimidating to be around people with this much knowledge and understanding of how film you know works and, and down to the mechanical level. So we but we do that podcast, and it's you know even with. What I would consider, I'm a layman, mm-hmm. my hack at best. Um, <laughs> that's I can how st- I feel we, all we can the still, time. We can still riff on that stuff and have a lot of fun. So yeah, that's kind of that's one of the side things I do, just as a little fun thing. It's you know, like I said, I'm more talent for that. Yeah, I just show up and just talk about whatever and then go home. I don't isn't have to do that, anything else. Isn't that such a great spot? Oh, it's great. Oh, it's wonderful. Then. That's what I said in the beginning. Like I just want to be talent here. I don't want to do the production. I don't want to do engineering. I just want to just show up and I'll research. I'll do my research. I'm, I'm not going to half-ass it. Right. But, I'll do it right, yeah. but also it's a lot I don't want to have to edit it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's very random, kind of like what Ghostly Talk is now. You know, we kind of just do one whenever we want to do it. It's fun. Yeah. So it's cool. I, well, if they ever need another voice, I have a lot to say about movies. <laughs> Set me up, man. If they're yeah. okay with me swearing a lot. Um, I do oh, yeah. Yeah. We're a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. <laughs> so but, everybody check that one out as well. Next question. And this one is more important to me, I've found, than it is to other people. What's your Hogwarts house? Oh, 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 Gryffindor. Gryffindor, Gryffindor. okay, very classic. I have no clue what you guys are talking about. He has never seen Harry Potter ever, ever. I'm sorry, you're going to have to leave my house now. (laughs) All right, I'll leave. Thank you, this has been nice. And that was this podcast as well. I think if I'm going to speak for him, he's either Slytherin I haven't had this Slytherin. Yep. Yep, those were the two. As I I just listen to people talk, I'm like, that's fine. So, Wow. Nope. None of them. None of them. None of the books. None of, none of the movies. None. He doesn't like watching fantasy and that he's never he's never seen Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings no. is trash, so he but like anything like that. He's never seen Game of Thrones. Nope. Like none of it. He just you can't get him to watch that kind of fantasy unless it's like well, Guillermo del Toro. He'll <gasps> he'll watch <laughs> Sorry. He'll watch Daddy Del Toro. Like yeah. <laughs> He's never he hasn't never done anything bad. No, he everything does he does incredible. is genius. It's amazing. And uh, Hellboy, my favorite. Hellboy yeah, 2, The really Golden good. Army. Looked really good. Fucking Yeah, looked good. I, I like Hellboy. I like Hans Lambert. Like the Orphanage. The Orphanage. The Orphanage. So we saw that in the but theater. You know, he didn't direct that though. No, he, he was produced only the producer. It, he produced it. Uh it was directed by another Spanish director whose name I can't remember but that movie you were talking about scenes that stay with you the nanny whose jaw yeah that has like that shows up in yep. my dreams sometimes the orphanage was so good to me because you know, we saw that in the theater remember we were we were out this way I just remember literally I, there's few films that I ever get this experience from anymore where I literally was on the edge of my seat literally was on the edge of my seat I mean physically I was sitting there kind of going with my, you know, yeah. literally with my, my hands under my chin. I know exactly what you mean. Because, I mean, I was... So just, Well, it just felt like something horrible was about to happen at any second. 
Yeah. But it didn't. It was just a really beautiful story. Yeah. It was it's an amazing a really story. really rewarding ending yeah, yeah. in every respect. But it was it, it it left that it just had that foulness about through the whole yes. not, and I don't mean foulness in a bad way. I mean just it An was atmosphere something atmosphere of danger yeah. Yeah, where yeah. you don't know what's going to fucking happen. Yeah. Are these little ghosts yeah. uh, when she's doing the um, yes. the counting she's in the room closer. and yeah. the, the you know they're coming yep. closer and closer. I play that game with my cat. Oh. <laughs> but you know, you're not sure what is the nature yeah. of these ghosts. Did you see Hereditary this year? That movie Hereditary? Not yet. Okay, you, you will, you'll want to. I, I definitely want time. to. The thing is, I'm so... It's trippy. Uh, I'm a known it's a, baby. It's a, it's a heavy flick. <laughs> That's, so that part is actually really why I want to see it. Yeah. I avoid a lot of horror movies because I'm a known sissy. And uh, I call it like this, horror. Well, it's genres of films now, especially in the last 10 years, I found too. The fragmentation is so intense where, I mean, you really can't, like, you, they're, you're always going to have your smaller houses to say, well, all we do is horror. So right. all it is, and that's the shit that turns me off. Cause like, like, like human centipede. Yeah, that's just, that's for, even though the first one, and I've seen all three of them. I'll, oh. I'll admit it, I've seen all three I of them. I haven't. And it was more of a curiosity than anything. Yeah. The original one was done very well I think and it was an interesting idea oh yeah well I, I mean it was all come from a joke right you know, like and Tom then Six it talks turned into that. this yeah this this and he won't do it's all done now god I hope so but that's but those those films like you know Tom Six I think that film had an interesting idea it looked really Dieter Lascher that was the, that was the, the guy who played the crazy doctor yeah I mean, he's a brilliant German actor he he's been around for is. years yeah uh, he was made for that role Germans do torture porn like nobody yeah. else <laughs> well that's that's where I start to you know that some of that horror, especially now, I mean, we, I'm, we're, we're exposed to it all the time through the movie site. Yeah. You know, it, there's, it's not really a matter of, hey, let's write a really interesting story with an interesting premise, uh, you know, and some interesting kills, I guess, to say. Yeah. It's like, how far can we push the envelope? And, right. and, it, and it's become more, yeah, like the torture porn thing or extreme cinema. Uh, and believe me, we ran down this rabbit hole about five years ago, and I don't ever want to do that again to myself. I fucking scarred myself mentally. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I just can't do it. I don't, I'm too, I'm, you, when you get older, you get older, you just don't have the stomach for it anymore. Yeah. I've, you know, I talked all with the people on the movie site and we said, we talked about that on the podcast and I say that I'm like, I don't have the stomach for, I can't deal with it. I just, there's too many things that come in my mind mm -hmm. besides like, oh, that was funny. His head fell off. Right. You know, there's, I think about other stuff like, oh my God, that's just, that's horrible. Right. Yeah. There's too many connections to real world. Trauma. Yeah, well, yeah. When you get older, yeah, you're, you're more experienced and you you think about things differently. So, I mean, that extreme shit, where like you know, a movie like Hereditary, going back to that point, you know, yeah, it's got elements of horror, but it's a fucking really cool story. It's really weird. Yeah, it's if you really like Guillermo, type, you know what? You know, I like to be the. He's not Guillermo, but he's if you can handle his spooky, you can yeah. handle this. And I definitely can. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. I like to be. I like I like being disturbed still. Yes. Hey, did he produce Mama? Gamble the Toro? Yeah. Was that a... Oh. Or was that one? That was one that I skipped because... Joy, grab the phone. Grab your phone. Oh, oh yeah. We have all of the... Oh, yeah. That's right. We have the internet. <laughs> we have the internet. I, I personally like to be disturbed I like Mama. Film. That one's Mama's really good. Mama's fantastic. Uh, Jessica Chastain is in that, yes. right? She always picks amazing projects. That's... I love that movie. And that's one we don't own yet. I don't know why. The thing, the thing, with, the thing with horror, I think, you know, the, the Bastion, I think the, the... What I like to see horror... Is to go to areas of where it's disturbing, and a movie like Hereditary, and I'm, I'm not going to spoil it, obviously. Right. But a movie like Hereditary, if to me, really 
started pushing those envelopes in, in that direction, I think, which is cool, where you're being disturbed. You're walking away going, that was a really amazing piece of art. Yes. I, mean, I think that was a really beautiful piece of art. I can, I, can, I can admire that and observe that for it being disturbing. Yes. I will you know. posit The Orphan is on that same level. Did you see that one with... Um, uh, Nicole Kidman? Uh, no. Or wait, what that one is The Others, and that one's also right up there. Wait, oh, yeah. I never saw The Others. The orphan. Others, where her, her children can't be exposed to sunlight. It's uh, post-World War II Britain. Everything's very foggy. I don't think we saw that one. One. Oh, okay, that's oh. my yeah, recommendation. Yeah, yeah. There's the cover. I've seen that poster before yeah, of that girl. Who directed it? Uh, Mama was something German. Oh, so, so Mama, though, was um, produced by it looks like Mama. Uh, Mama. It yeah. was produced. The okay. director of Orphan is like Wame Koleserva. Yeah, sure. I don't know. You really nailed that one. Good job. <laughs> I don't even know what language that is. No, but it, I think that that's where I like to see films go. And I think there are, and, and, and you know, original ideas. I, you know, look, I, I, I like Halloween. I like Friday the 13th. They're fun to watch. They're they hilarious. Are. And there's, and I think there's still, there's still a place for people making films like that. I mean, there really is for anybody. If that's what your thing is, that's great. Yeah. My thing that I want to see now on a film like that, especially when it comes to like horror type stuff, is you know something that really messes with your mind a little bit. Yeah. Like like that movie, even though it wasn't that good of a movie, uh, Lights Out. Again, I don't want to spoil it, but it's about a specter that literally comes after you when you turn the lights off, right? Okay. So. Was that the Detroit one? No, that was uh, it. Follows. Oh, okay. uh, lights oh, out. That one was that one. I didn't see that one yet. I, I lights out. Lights out. Lights out is is as gratuitous it can be with the jump scares. It relies on jump scares, which I know a lot of people are like that's a cheap way of scaring people now. But it's very effective. But it's on effective me. as hell, right? <laughs> and we watched that. Remember, I was on the couch and she was on the other couch when we were watching it. And I mean, I knew they were coming, and it was still scaring the shit out of me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, look, call it cheap all you want. That movie really pissed me off. Yeah, and I mean, and I did enjoy it. I mean, it, I'm not gonna go and see it again. It was fun, uh, but th- that really messed with me a bit. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, I know it's coming. I know it's gonna. I see the thing coming. Right, it's waiting there in the dark in the shadows. As soon as he turns the lights off, he's gonna fuck him up. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Did you see the movie The Little Stranger? Because it's been described as Downton Abbey with scares. I read the book. And it was enough to put me off the movie. Okay. I I just heard about this yesterday. I knew nothing about this movie. When someone described it as Downton Abbey with scares, which I was like, right what? up my alley. Yeah. I was really excited about the movie coming out, and so I was like, ooh, because I, I I'm enough of a snob that I have to read the book first. Yeah. And when I read the book, I was like, oh. Mm. <laughs> you didn't like it that you didn't like it. Did, or? No. Did it you see like, Mandy yet? Mandy. That's a that's a that's a newer film that just came out. Of, Few months ago, Nicholas uh, Cage. Well, Panos Cosmatos uh, directed weird. it. That's Panos Cosmatos. He did Beyond the Black Rainbow. That was his first movie he did, which is really cool. Very atmospheric, very very Suspiria looking. Original Suspiria, looking yeah. That new shit they did. The original Suspiria looking very, you know, lots of reds, deep reds, very atmospheric, very rich looking. Beyond the Black Rainbow is a super cool flick, and Mandy just came out. And yeah, Nicholas Cage is is in in, in Mandy, and yeah, he's flipping his shit like he normally does. Yeah. Really, it's a horror film. Also, it's got some, and it's got some pretty bloody shit. And some of the characters, though, and that's all I want to say. The way that the way that they laid this film out, and they they you know they how they wrote these characters, not not only you know how they were expected to behave, but how they look. Um, really put the hook in me. I had, and I I, they, I don't buy too many movies anymore. But that was one I knew the day it came out, I ran out and picked it up. 
That is awesome. I just to watch it again. It was so good. You know, I love stuff so, like that. It's 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 a it's it's a heavy. It's another heavy flick. Yeah. You know, it's it. It's got the element. Like I said, it's got the horror element, but to me, it was disturbing at a bunch of levels too. Mm-hmm. Um, where I mean, I don't walk away going, "Man, I really made me sick to my stomach." Like I don't, ha- I don't have a cast iron stomach anymore. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Sometimes like I like to be. It's a, it's a really weird thing. Like I like to be disturbed when it comes to movies, but I don't like to be just dis- like I, yeah. I want to be disturbed to a certain degree. I don't uh, want to be grossed out. Where, where where I can go? Well, that like I said a minute ago, like about heredity. Like you know, I can admire this as a piece of art. Like, okay, this this was made, you know, I guess it, it can't be too convincing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm really kind of up all over the place with that idea. I just want to walk away from it going, that was a really great story. Um, and not, oh, my boy, they do, you know, there's like 50 million, the head count, and that thing was ridiculous. Right. You know? I um, I recently watched The Hateful Eight. Oh, uh, man. Which is... Dude. I like watching that at Christmas. <laughs> it's real warmer. It really makes you feel warm inside. Um, but that was an example for me where normally... I, I, you can be gory all you want. Like, you can have showers of blood. Uh, for example, the one with uh, Quentin Tarantino, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. Uh, Django. Did yeah. not bother no, me at changed. all. Didn't bother me at all. Revenant didn't bother me at all. But something Revenant about the hateful it. eight was too far for me. Well, you know, have you seen it, obviously, and the people out there, spoilers ahead. Right, right. Spoilers um, ahead. Yeah, the, the poisoning scene... That was, you know, Joe watching Jennifer Connelly. Is it not Jennifer Connelly? What's her name? Jennifer Jason Lee. Yes. Just getting just gallons of like just, you know, blood being puked on her. Yeah. I mean that that's why she got. I think she got an Academy Award for that movie. I think she re, she received some type of award for that movie. I can't speak to that. I, I thought she did. I have to look. I she's she's wonderfully talented and, oh, and she's completely amazing. underutilized. She's amazing in that movie, but that there's some serious gore in that movie. Yes. But that see to me that. That one was just a step too far for me. I think it well, was the brains on the face. Yeah, was where you lost me because I just wanted to wipe. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. Was it her, her brother yep, gets yep, his head yep, blown yep, off? Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino to me, I guess it's one of those ones because I've been I've been a fan of his for since you know and since Reservoir such, Dogs. Oh, so um, good. I mean, his films are you know, and and to me, spoilers ahead. Uh, the Hateful Eight to me has always just been Reservoir Dogs, but you know, in, in, the, West. in, in the West. And I you know, love in a, a cabin. Western. Did uh, you watch The Ballad of Buster Scruggs yet? Not yet. I want to. It's I think so that was cool. good. Is it good. Yes. Everybody right. keeps, telling me, everybody keeps telling me to see it, and I'm going to watch Coen it. Brothers, here. Right? I, it is. I love the Coen Brothers. Yeah, they're neat. All right, guys, we are turning right, this into a different type of film. I will, I will say one thing about The Hateful Eight, we'll move on. The Hateful Eight was such a good movie, though, it made me hungry. I actually that movie that movie inspired me to make like try to, to figure out and I did this a couple years ago when it first came like when it first came out on Blu-ray, I bought a copy of it and I remember watching it. And I was on Christmas vacation from work, and there was that those great scenes of those wooden bowls and yeah, they're just slopping, slopping that shit in. in there, and I'm like, man, that looks really. And they're sitting yeah. there just munching away, and I ended up like a week later going and making my own stew recipe because yes. and that's. Really good film right there. When it, when it makes you want to go do stuff like that. It affects your real life psyche. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good film. That's a really uh, good movie. Uh, Goofy movie always had that effect on me when Max, like early 90s Disney, when they're eating, or um, 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when they eat that cartoon pizza oh, and yeah. she spreads forever. Yeah. Nothing makes me want pizza more. And no pizza has ever lived up to that. <laughs> All right, so let's uh let me ask really, you one. We really more. went out, we really on the weeds. Yeah, on we that went one. off the band. Oh, yeah, I you know one, what? Man. There's no shame in that game. Right. If I hate it, I'll trim it. <laughs> uh, so if you all right. Assuming there is a life after death and that you have the power to choose the place you are going to haunt and the method of haunting, where are you haunting? How and why? I got to think about this. You take go. a moment. Take a moment. We can always edit out your thinking time. I... So you want where I want where. So if it were me, for example, yeah. I would haunt the Smithsonian. Because I want to see all of the collection. I want to see people interacting and learning and stuff like that. Uh, So I would be a full-body apparition who occasionally watches the collection uh, being used and utilized, but not scary. I'm not a scary apparition. I'm just there. Like they'll capture, you know, children. You can't be. You can. You get. You can't be scary. You can if you want want. to be, but it's not how I would do. I don't want to scare people out of museums. I think I want to be like that entity that they start telling stories about so i guess i have to go with i'm gonna haunt like a really cool badass library yeah like that has to be me like and i want to just appear occasionally like push the books out yeah or like someone i've been i've been sitting there eavesdropping on some problem that he's i'm like looking over and you're like i know which book (laughs) and i'm like ooh, 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 and so he walks by you know knock it out like that'd be kind of fun that would be and it won't be creepy unless you're a jerk like there's some like weird rapey guy like stalking women in the library which does happen And you work in a public library, you see all types, and then I'll be like, mm-mm, you're going down. Not today, motherfucker. Yep, nope, nope. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to haunt a library. And maybe a cool British one. Like, something really epic and Harry Potter-like. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I would haunt um, the only place that I worked at when I was very young that I ever got fired from. Oh, Just to fuck with them? Just to fuck with them, because I hate those people <laughs> still to this day. Fuck it's the only place I ever, you know, legitimately had, like, you know... You, you're fired. Like, yeah. Which what? we don't have to say where it is. It's but, not too far from my house. But can, we can say it's a skating rink. It's a skating rink. rink. It's a skating rink. Yeah. Like old school roller skating rink. Yeah. It's amazing. And these people these people were just horrible people. Uh, I worked there for three years. I couldn't have been that bad of an employee. And then just all of a sudden they pull the rug out. See, what I said for years about the place, like someday when I'm, when I'm rich and I have all this money, I'm going to come back here and buy the property out from under him and turn it into a morgue. That was like my running joke. That's a but good just thinking about it now, if I had to, if I had to, if I had to, you know, that choice and where I could haunt, oh, I'd be just be flipping kids off their skates. I would, I would cost them so much money. It'd be the hilarious. Insurance money. Yeah. I'd, 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 I like a vengeful ghost. Yeah, I hate them. I hate those people. So yeah, I, I, I gotta be a bit indulgent and just being spiteful. Is there anybody I hate enough? Oh yes, there is. <laughs> there's plenty of people too. I just be like, yeah, it's just. I don't care what you do to me, but there's one person who fucked a friend of mine. And when I say that, I don't mean like physically, like yeah. P and V or anything like that. Uh, I just mean that this person was a fucking asshole. And if I can like make blood run down their walls, yeah. right? I'll oh, take yeah. some time. I'll take some time yeah. to do that. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> ghostly talk. How would you describe the beginning of ghostly talk in its early days? It was very well, as we were talking about earlier. This, I mean, and I don't like saying this. I don't want to come across. You know, people say it to us a lot. It's really cool to hear that, but. Uh, you know, there were no rules. There was nothing really out there at the time. There was only a handful of people. You know, Art Bell was doing the Art Bell show still. Um, there was Lou Gentili, who's no longer with us. Uh, 
and that was about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had the. We're I think, talking about early paranormal. Early, early paranormal themed shows. shows. Uh, you know, there was the X Zone too. I think Rob O'Connell was still was around. Uh, there was only a small group of people, right? Um, and the, the and the running joke with Doug and I when we first started out was, um, you know, people were like, well, why do you want to start doing this? And we're like, well, we decided to start doing ghostly talk because Art Bell started charging for his archives. And really, he did at yeah. the time. He did before you could you could download the Art Bell show. He he would archive his shows. And, you know, we're on fifty six k, so it would take about two or three hours for it to all download. But once you got it downloaded, you could sit there and listen to the show. It was great, like laying your you know, it was great. Yeah. Uh, and then he started up you know what they what is now it's still Streamlink now or something like that with the with the coast to coast AM. Well, you still have to pay for archives. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, but, well, but back then, I just, you know, you bought a subscription. So we're like, what right. the hell is this? We're not paying for it. We'll make our own. So, you know, how do you do this? We had no clue from the very beginning uh, how to do it. Doug, who still, as I said before, he's still with us in spirit. We still talk with him. He comes on the show every once in a while, but he's just got a different life now, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he was the technical prowess back in those days. He taught me a lot of stuff that I that I, that I I know now to make to, to do this stuff from the ground up. We had no idea. Mm-hmm. So as I was saying earlier when we were just chatting, you know, you had to be clever. You know, mm-hmm. my favorite story I like telling people is the first time we ever wanted to have anybody on the show, like on the phone, like do a phone interview. Yeah. This was before Skype and shit like that. Mm-hmm. The only way that we knew to do it from a technical level was you could buy something. Uh, there was a device back in the day called NinKeeper, and that's what you'd plug your phone lines into, and you'd patch that into a board. It's like a $1,000 piece of equipment you'd have to use back then. We didn't have the money for that, so we, <laughs> we found an old office phone from the office that Doug worked in, and we took one of them plastic you know uh, clips and it had a speakerphone on it so we figured out okay well if we just push the thing down so it thinks it's like you know that you you know you put it on speakerphone you put the the thing on the handle that's the old phones right you we clip that thing down mic the speaker on the phone hey you could still hear everything they could still hear us it was just this weird thing we just put together really quick yeah so we mic that and it worked we just Use this piece of crap phone, clipped it down. Yeah, just cherry rigging. And it worked phone. great. It worked great. It was a really cool set. You know, Skype came along a few years later. I'm like, well, we don't need this anymore. This is great. But it was just, you know, having to be clever and being innovative and trying different ideas just to try to make a little show happen. So, you know, that's how it started. There was not really any rules, as I said. We just kind of started doing it for fun and just didn't really know where it was going to go either. Mm-hmm. We just decided just to do the show. Absolutely. Because we want we wanted to talk about our adventure. That was the original idea. It wasn't even about like, you know, the, it was about the paranormal, of course, but it became a lot more than that. The idea that Doug said to me when we talked about it, he's like, I just want to talk about our adventures, like the stuff that we do every weekend. When we, and at the time, it was like every weekend and like a handful of days during the week. We were out going to places. Like we, were, we were out of yeah. our fucking minds. We were like, yeah, we were all over the place. Um, so there was a lot to talk about. You know, and then of course the show morphed into, you know, talking to people. And it was it became like a show type show, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that's kind of those days. We didn't know what we were doing, but it was a hell of a lot of fun still. You know, I still am really proud of that. We had a lot of fun and we got to meet, we you know, met a lot of really great people as a result. Who did you meet? I met her. Well, all right. That was important. Right. Uh, Amber Rose and, for those of you who do not know this, Amber Rose and Scott are an item. 
and yeah, 13, uh, they did 13 years. Thir- he's my beau. That's my beau. <laughs> well, my I bee. declare. <laughs> he's my gentleman. Your gentleman caller. Well, speaking of Hellraiser, we met Doug Bradley. Yeah, well, we, yeah. we had him on the show. We've had Doug Bradley on the, you know, we, that, that, there was some, that, that's been some weird stuff that uh, we never thought, and it's, Doug and I would just sit there and laugh. D. Snyder, Twisted Sister. Yeah, D. Snyder. Um, wow. Like, how the hell we, yeah, Henry Rollins. We're like, how the hell we just. Henry yeah. Rollins, uh-huh. like, king of my uterus, Henry Rollins? <laughs> he's kind of a like, dick. I, well, he's yeah. Kind of I was like, Dude, obviously. On. I think that was the only interview when you guys got him on that you were sort of a little intimidated. Yeah, well, he was still very nice to us, but you know, he was just being Henry. Yeah, well, he's much I mean, nicer now. You see him now. Was it like pre or post heroin? Like that's... no, no, no. He never did heroin. He was an addict for a while, no, wasn't he? he? Rollins, no. Rollins? Oh God, no, no. I'm gonna follow. Look him. it up. Look it up. No, yeah, no. Rollins has always been clean cut. No, Rollins I never. Say... Sonny Rollins, the guy he named himself after, was a big heroin addict. Sonny Rollins was a, was a jazz musician. That's where Henry right. Rollins actually got his name. His, his original last name, his real last name, I thought was Henry Garfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and he named himself Henry Rollins, or he, he took his he took Rollins' namesake from the, the jazz musician, Sonny Rollins. I, I know that guy that was a big That is heroin. where I'm getting that from. No, that's cool. No, he never did heroin. <laughs> well, I'll be goddamn. Look it up. Look yeah, it up. no, I'm on his yeah. Wikipedia page right now. No, he's always been clean cut. Well, well there's he's a Rolling Stone fucking article. Fucking beautiful. How Henry Rollins became a drug-free pot advocate. <laughs> yeah, well, the guy's carved out of wood still. He's a, he's you know he's a, he's a he's a tank. He's really strong. He's been a list in the spank bank for a long time. <laughs> oh. But no, we uh, we, we I don't, had. I don't listen to his music much, so I guess that would explain why. I grew up listening to Black Flag. Yeah, you know, it's a good I mean, band. I mean, but... now his era, Black Flag, was good. Of course, the older eras, you know. Uh, with Ray and people like that, but I mean, yeah, Rollins was probably the most famous era of Black Flag, and I like his solo stuff too. I like his poetry. Rollins band stuff's cool. Yeah, like I got all of his books at home too. So Black pretty. Coffee Blues is a great book to read. But uh, I mean, going back, going to those ideas, me and Doug would always just laugh our asses off because we're like, okay, we started doing this dumb little show with a forty dollar Radio Shack mixer, you know, literally. You know, our idea back then, too, we're like, well, the microphone's supposed to be in your, you know, there. Like, you know, there was like this a discipline to it. We we were, we, we both, Doug and I both really watched, you know, Ray, we watched Howard Stern and people like that and just saw the discipline these people had. So the microphone's right here and you have to be sitting upright and, you know, you have to be in it. So we would like, we took a, took a, a, a one of those uh a dinner table, the TV tray table, like mm-hmm. the wooden ones, and we're like, we put the mic up. We bought some crappy desktop microphones with the goosenecks, and we put them down there. We're like, well, it's not high enough. It don't, it don't. So we ended up getting a computer monitor, throwing that on there, and then, or not a monitor, it's an old tower, tower. Piece, just a case. Threw that on there, and then put, I'm like, now nah, that. So there's just all these little things, you know. You, we were doing, just trying to do a show, and we just. You don't know what you're doing. We're just we were just figuring it out, but it all seemed to work. Yeah, people really and people enjoyed it, and we we seemed to be able to pull it off. It was cool. Yeah, and then just kind of yeah, getting to talk. It kind of grew into this thing where it's like, well, people, yeah, these guys are for real, and we're like, no, we're, no, we're not. Isn't <laughs> we that are? Imposter, that imposter syndrome is so pervasive? Yeah, I don't remember where I read it. This is not a Kate original thought. None of us are real adults. We're just a series of toddlers standing on each other's shoulders wearing a trench coat. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, well, no, yeah, it's it's interesting. You, to, you feel like that, I think, when you have any 
thing like that you do where like yeah I'm not we're not real broadcasters or whatever like you know I've written a few books and I'm not an author yes I'm not a real writer like no that's no I'm big. not a real musician you know me and me and my friends have said we're like we're not musicians we're just people that like to play a certain instrument yeah we don't really I don't I don't understand theory I never took the time to learn that stuff I just wanted to beat on the instrument and make it make it make sounds and noises I think that's so, great yeah I mean there is that thing. But it's fun. I mean, we were really, I mean, it was really interesting that ride we did on that first run of Ghostly Talk where, yeah, some of the notoriety we got and some of the people we were able to meet and talk to, it was, I'll never take that back for the world. It was really, really cool. Yeah. You know, and that respect that people, some, I mean, it's every, every once in a while we'll bump into somebody like, holy shit, Ghostly Talk, like you guys were the first. And we're like, well, we weren't, but. We were up there, but. We may have been there. I don't know. I mean, maybe, I don't know. You started in 2002. In 2002, I was literally a freshman in high school. Yeah. <laughs> so just for, you know, comparison. It was yeah. fun, but it was a lot of fun. You know, I mean, we came out the other end of that in 2008, nine, whenever the hell it was. We were all still good friends. We still are all really good friends. And that was the biggest to me, I mean, it sounds cliche and goofy, but I said that on our last broadcast of that run. I'm like, look, whatever is going to be said here tonight, because literally it was like that day, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. And I'm like, whatever's going to be said tonight, I want us all walking out of here. Liking each cool. other. Cool. And, and thankfully, it's been like that since that time. I think the same thing will always be with Jen and I. Jen and I are friends first, if the podcast was ever going to get in the way of it. We would kill the podcast before we would ever kill our yeah. friendship. Luckily, there was never really any internal strife with us. There, there, and there still isn't. I mean, now, it is cool. In between there, there was a seven-year hiatus between yeah. 2008 and whatever 2008 plus seven is. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 2016? 16. 16, yeah. okay. So after your 10-year anniversary together, mm-hmm. well, that's how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, so. Yeah, yeah. So you guys are reborn. You have the new run of Ghostly Talk. Yeah. You're using pretty much the same setup. Yeah, that's the... I, I said that our very first show. I'm like, we're broadcasting on the same gear. I, we the, Thankfully, you know, Doug and I kept everything. It, it was all kept in good shape. It was always taken care of. So, yeah, and we're still using that same equipment. Just I mean, kind of how it worked. This stuff works still. The mic still work, works. The board works. Uh, this stuff still works. I'm like, there's no point of us... Like Audacity beta version. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, we're running Audacity. Yeah, we, we're not an Audacity. We run Adobe Audition. Okay. Or not Audacity. Yeah, yeah. Audition uh, 1.5, which is like really old now. Yeah. But it works for what we do. Um, I know that's one thing I'm looking to do. I want, I mean, when we got back into this thing, I think I, I told Amber and Bonnie and I said, let's just put our toes in the water here. Let's see how we want to do this. Because I'm not a hundred. I mean, when we first started up, I was like, I'm not sure I want to do this. I mean, it's, it'll be fun to try. Let's let's you know, throw it out there and see what we can do. But I'm not 100 sure I want to just keep doing this. And we've kind of we were very uh, sporadic in the last couple of years about doing shows. There were some where we only did a show one like once in a month. Yeah, it was pathetic, man. We're like, wow. But you know, now we're getting more. We're getting a bit more intense. I kind of got a fire lit under my ass, and and now and along with that, now I'm like, okay, maybe we should start. You know, getting better equipped, getting more modern equipment, get things. You know, up to stuff here. I guess you know, better software, get a new computer. So who knows? It may happen down the road. We're gonna start doing. I know 2019. We're gonna actually hit a couple conferences, like for real. And you know, set up a table. Like Which conferences to, are you planning on going to? Well, we always go. We always well. We always go to Troy Talk. Uh, Troy Taylor's conference. Uh, the American oh, Homes. Yeah, American. 
American Hunting's Conference. Uh, and, Oldest and, running ghost conference in the year. Yeah, he's been, he'll be, he'll be on his 22nd, 23rd so, year yeah, this year. Wow. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Um, Troy Taylor's old school. He's an amazing And dude. then there's been a big Paracon up in the Sioux in Michigan. I heard there was a really good one it's, at Mackinac Island as well. So, well, the Mackinac Island one was put on by Amy Bruni, who's on the show Kindred Spirits, if people yes. watch that on TLC. And she does a thing called Strange Escapes. Okay. So that... I think it's done now yes. at Mackinac Island because they did it at Mission Point Resort, and I guess the owner wants nothing to do with it anymore. Oh. Yeah. So it was more of just like a weekend with some speakers yeah. and then like a masquerade ball and some fun and some wine, and it was like an expensive paranormal weekend vacation. Sure. When we were going around touring for Ghostly Talk and going to these conferences, there was never anything in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And now no, all of a sudden, no, no, there's, no, like there's a lot happening here. Yeah, Michigan's like, having a renaissance. Yeah, there's a lot happening with it now. So we're, you know, we're going to hit, we always like going to Troy's conference. That's in Alton, Illinois, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it's always great to go down there and hang out. It's, it's like a reunion for us with those people. And I know we're going to be hitting that that My Paranormal convention. we got a table set up. We're going to have there for 2019. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's at the casino. So, you know, there's a lot to do. Uh, uh, Get them good casino buffet oh, times. Oh, you know, yeah, actually, yeah. you know what? It sucks. Their food's, the food's bad. Their food no. is bad. It's a bad buffet. A bad buffet at a casino? Yeah, you That's think the an affront to the Lord. Yep. Like, some things are okay, but then you see something, and you're like, ooh, yeah. But it's a, fun casi- it's, a, it's a fun casino. I mean, I, the smoking thing kind of drives me nuts. Because um, you can I, smoke inside. You can smoke us. anywhere in there. It's like, oh my god, dude! Like every, we get in our rooms and like the rooms nice and clean and fresh. But I'm like, oh my god, this is everybody's just toking around and going crazy there because it's a casino. It's my um, least favorite smell. Yeah, I, I really, I used to smoke and I liked it then, and now all I can smell is food not tasting as good. Really, it's mm-hmm. I resent cigarettes now because they made food not taste. Like if you're gonna take <laughs> crab rangoon away from me, I'll need you. I'll need you. <laughs> But no, it's it, that's a fun conference. There's, there's a lot of you no, know, again, there's a lot of people we know there. So you know, it's and then it's nice to see these people. I get, I mean, I know when we did go on that hiatus thing, um, I unplugged. Yeah, I had to unplug. I was so burnt out. I was so, uh, and I still am jaded with a lot of things. There's a lot of beliefs I have with this field that I think have been violated. I think there's a lot of things that have been violated in this field, and that's part of the reason I had to step away from it. So. Kind of coming back again near now, almost 10 years later, we bumped into some people just this past conference because we went to the My Paranormal Conference. Michigan, just, it's not mine. They call it my, whatever. No, they don't. Michigan Paranormal Convention, <laughs> whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, we, we went to that one this past, just a couple months ago, and I bumped into some people I hadn't seen in a decade. They're like, holy shit, you're alive. You're alive. Like, I'm on Facebook. All you do is look for me. I'm, right. I'm not dead, you know. But it was nice to see some of the, some of these people and talk and you know chat and catch up again. So it's fun. I don't think what Ghostly Talk is going to be doing now is going to be nearly as involved as it used to be. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I can't have it that way. We all have to live lives. It's, I mean, a good example. We talked because you know we we just had you on the podcast earlier. Our podcast earlier this week. We did like a swap cast type thing, and. Which everybody, you'll be getting next Thursday from us. We're literally cool. going to show you the ex- literally the exact same audio on our channel. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, back in the older days, it would take me no less than three, four hours to put together. You know, after we were done recording to like post-produce. And that isn't editing or anything like that. It's just getting it right. Mm-hmm. I just had a lot of stuff I wanted to just fine-tune and make it perfect and mm-hmm. all this horse shit. And now... 
The audio turnaround was probably 30 minutes, 35 yeah. minutes. <laughs> like, it's done. Here you go. Oh, holy shit. But it sounds funny. It don't sound bad. No, it's not, it's not, I mean, we're not sacrificing quality, but it's just like, there are those little details I'm not concerned about anymore. Yeah. I don't want to kill myself with all this shit. And that's what I know burned me out. It's, I know it's what burned me out years ago. So, you know, yeah, that's, it's a, it's a, it's a different attitude we have. We've been very clear about that since day one when we came back doing this thing mm-hmm. was, you know, this is going to be a different attitude here. Different our, our language is a lot different too. Um, <laughs> but people, people who knew us back when we were, you know, in the last decade, I should say, they knew when we came around, we were, you know, we had our, we, you know, Doug and I and, and Bonnie, we had our, you know, we, we were a very clean show. We wanted to keep it as clean as we could. We wanted everybody to be, to able listen to, to listen. it, able to listen. Um, and, you know, I don't really care about that. <laughs> I guess I'm not really, too, I'm not too concerned about that. I, uh, if you want to listen. good at uh, but, you know, clean, so. <laughs> yeah, we're not a bunch of pigs, though. I mean, you know, it's just that weird thing, like, you know. Language is an art form, and sometimes even cursing is an art form. Like, we always laugh about that. There's just certain people we know that they just can't curse eloquently. No. They can't curse eloquently. They just sound ridiculous. Well, yeah, they're dropping an F bomb. It's like you don't, you know, if you use it as a cool accent. Every now and then. It makes people laugh. You know, I find that I professionally, you know, and I work in a pretty laid back environment. We'll be working on something and you're like, yeah, so this thing and this thing, and oh, fuck that thing. And people, <laughs> yeah, people start cause laughing. Because it's surprising, you know, and it's breaking the mold and you're not hurting anybody. But I but I understand the other side of it too, where yeah, some people don't want to hear it. Well, yeah. don't, don't listen to it. I mean, I just don't listen. I mean, we I cannot, you cannot be all things to all people. No, it's very, it'd be very difficult to restrain myself now, just how I feel and I'm old now too. <laughs> so, yeah, I have, I, I, as I age, I just find I have fewer fucks to give. No, I'm all, you get old, you don't, you really don't. I mean, I'm finding every year that goes by, the less I care about opinions, uh, that's it. The less I care about opinions about anything, I, you know, I, I respect opinions, but if it's directed towards me and it's negative or positive, I, if I, you can I be like, that's nice. Thanks. I feel the same way about both of them, like, you know, positive or negative opinions or reinforcement, whatever it may be, criticism, whatever it might be. Yeah, I just dropped my glasses on the table. I, I try to, Amber I try Rose to, res- trying very hard to keep us from making a lot of yeah. noise. <laughs> I try to um, respond to that really stuff the same people. way, though. I try to respond to that stuff the same, the exact same way. Um, and I don't, and number one, I don't get angry about any of it. I, I personally don't, I don't care. I, I don't have the energy for as much anger as I used to have, uh, as I get old. Speaking I have, of, I got plenty of anger. Things that are, <laughs> plenty of anger to go well, around. Some, some comedian was like, I, I always care. I am a prostitute of caring. Like I give a fuck <laughs> about everything. I'm a yeah. prostitute of emotions mm. that I'm, I'm coming out of that. I still care a lot about a lot of things, especially things that affect people who don't have the privileges I have. I care deeply about them. But like, you know, not yeah. wearing white after Labor Day. Yeah, I know. I can't. I just don't care. <laughs> um, so where would you two each say, and Amber Rose, I'm going to start with you. Yeah. Um, where do you think you fall on the skeptic to believer spectrum? I always said I'm an open-minded skeptic. And I think I, I'd stay that way because I, I think when I came into this whole realm of researching ghosts and haunted places and all that, I think I kind of was more of like a believer. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, it's there. Yeah, there's ghosts Obviously. There. Yeah, they're in the cemetery. Yeah, they're all hanging out there. It's cool. That's why we pump dead people, so they're there. And then as I got into ghost hunting or paranormal investigation, 
it became more, I say that, I know, because it's like, I don't feel like we're investigators. Like, that seems so important. Again, like, right. like that we were talking about earlier about, like, I'm not an investigator. Sometimes, man. But yeah, I, I'm not proving anything. But anyway, you get out there and you do this stuff, especially if people started watching the TV shows. That would yes. become very frustrating for us because they'd watch the shows and they'd go out there looking for ghosts and of course it wouldn't happen or they would be expecting it to happen. But I'm like, this stuff's hard to find. Like, you have to be able to sit at a place like 30 times like not just one night and hope to catch something. It's like winning the lotto. Yeah. And so that's why I still tell people I can count on almost one hand how many times I've seen something that I could not humanly explain away. Right. That kept me still, that little believer in me is right there. Right. Um, otherwise, it's like I I think it's healthy to be a skeptic because I think if you're going to look at things like this, you have to be because if you if you can't, if you can if apply science to it. If every stick in the yeah. forest is the devil coming to right. get you. You're not going to get yeah. anywhere. No, you you got to be skeptic. Uh, but I I definitely believe there's something going on out there that we can't explain yet. Absolutely. Just like how people used to be like, the lightning and it's the gods are angry. Right. Like, that's not the case anymore. We know it's different, but there's something still going on with that thing. We're like, it's good. I think but eventually, really it's like, oh, it's a different dimension, or it's something yeah. you know even wilder than we can even fathom because we just aren't there yet because. There's been all these roadblocks when it comes to studying this stuff. So mm. I think that's fabulous. I'm going to kick the same question over to you, Scott. What do you think? Well, I know I've said this for years. I know like Amber, when I started out, it was I was really on that side of the scale where I was I was a believer. I wanted to believe, believe, believe. So uh, I remember us even having mission like the statements. X-Files poster. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I remember us even having mission having mission sta- mission statements saying that our mission statement is to prove the existence of the afterlife. Sure. That was our mission statement, which is a pretty bold thing to try to... That's a pretty big thing to try to Could, prove. I'm just going to go right for the end there. Yeah. yeah, we got this. It's cool. Then, We're just well, going to figure it out. Over the years, though, I know I found myself becoming more skeptical because, I mean, you just see stuff. You learn things. You know what? Uh, unfortunately, though, too, I found myself getting into the side where I would say all the way over on the other side of the scale, which is the cynical side Mm -hmm. where I would just, everything I come in front of me, I'm like, oh, bullshit, move on. Right. You know, where you're almost like, you know, you don't even believe in the stuff that you're studying. Well, yeah, there could be a ghost in front of his face. And And I'd be like, ah, bullshit, perfectly explainable, you know. That's not a dead guy. Whereas that guy is just as blind as the person who is... You know, convinced that Satan's at their doorstep. It's, yeah. it's funny, you know. Yeah, and that's. I mean, I think anybody uh, who has a healthy outlook in this field, yeah, they're an open-minded skeptic. You hear it a lot. Mm-hmm. And it, it's true for a reason, or it's it's out there for a reason. The open-minded skepticism is very cool. I know nowadays. Yeah, I do. I am at the altar of that at all times. However, I don't. I there. I've experienced a handful of things. And I can say only a handful of things. Recorded some stuff like we talked about before. Right. Um, that convinces me that something, there are things going on that we can't explain. There's anomalous things that happen in nature that we can't explain. Maybe someday there will be a breakthrough. I don't think it'll be in our lifetime. No. But I mean, maybe somebody, there will be a breakthrough where somebody can take these ideas into a lab environment and repeat them over and over again. They do with in a controlled sci. setting. They do with what? With sci, like like telepathy. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. Like that whole thing. Like the prob- that is, but, but there's like, no actually tested. Yeah, but there's nothing conclusive. Like well, that. I mean, there's still yet. they can still punch a million holes in it. Right? Yeah, but- that's the problem with this thing. That's why I say very 
explicitly because uh, with this field, a lot of people turn it on. a lot of people say they they love to you know they they love to apply the scientific method. Mm-hmm. That's my point, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. You're you're right. It's but it's something. Yeah. Well, why can't you turn it on? Yeah, you can't. That's something you have to explain, though. You got to be able to reproduce that piece. Yeah. Th- that's the problem like with if it. If I could bench it with my mind all the time, I'd be like, <laughs> there'd be yeah. so much bent weird stuff flying around if I had telepathic powers. But no, I, I, think, I think people, I think groups, especially now, I mean, and there's a lot of groups in Michigan, that, and I've had these conversations with a lot of people. We've had really great spirited conversations about this exact topic. And I'm simply like, okay, everybody wants to, everybody wants to tout the scientific method over and over again. And they don't understand it. I don't even understand it all that much. That's why I don't, you know, I don't apply it. I definitely failed my research methodology class. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I, I do understand it. I mean, I but, was... I mean, do I apply it? Oh, hell no. No. Well, if the, the rare time I go out in the field and do work now, I tend to want to go off on my own by myself because mm-hmm. I just want to experience something. And I don't care about having evidence. And I say that in quotes. I don't care about having evidence. I just want to experience something, right? Yeah, I think there's something to be said for the anecdote. I, yeah. I've, ex- I've described some of my experiences to our show uh, listeners before. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, the one of the few times that I went to a site, yeah. uh, a friend of mine got scratches up and down his arm. Mm-hmm. Nothing was touching him. Mm-hmm. He just started shouting, mm-hmm. scratches, welts on his arm. I can't explain that. Yeah. Uh, so things like that lead me to be more of a believer than a skeptic. I think of the two of us, Jen is more skeptical than I am. So what evidence in your time of, I'll call it ghost hunting, because I also think paranormal investigations a little stuffy. Right, I know. Uh, But in your time, what was your most compelling, what keeps you in this? Well, I dropped the ball with you, because I think we talked about this when we did our swap cast earlier this week. There was those two pieces of audio I think I talked about. Or is that who the hell was I talking to about? Maybe I think that wasn't me. It may have been Tim. I was talking. Oh, it was Tim. Maybe it was Tim. Tim. We had Tim Woolworth on, and we talked about EVP. Yes. Um, There's a couple recordings we got in 2004. Shows you how long ago, right? Of a couple of EVPs. We'll call them EVPs. I don't know audio. For those of you who are unfamiliar, EVP is electronic voice phenomenon. Yeah, um, recording in an empty room and hearing people talk on it later. Yeah, well, yeah, just and there's a lot to that. But we got a couple of recordings, brief recordings that we can't explain. We just can't. We just can't explain them. Can you tell me what the situation? No, I don't want to. Oh, okay. I don't Fair want enough. to because because I gotta get I gotta get on the ball with this too because I know we we did talk to Tim about this. When he was over, we recorded a show with him a few weeks ago. He is the... He's, he's an IT, ITC, EVP. So why do we want to talk about it? He created well, I don't want to front load. Talks. No, and I don't mean that. I don't mean to. I didn't want to come off rude. Never. If I'm gonna, if I want you guys to hear this, here's the thing with EVP, all right? And this is what I've been saying well, for years. And it's no different than... Go ahead. I was going to say, this particular one you're talking about, is this the Doug one? That's... Yeah, that's... Stop. Oh my god! <laughs> but where no. are we directing people if we tell them? We're not going to direct them anywhere. I got so to put the shit up. I got to put. I mean, I was going to share it with you. Sure. Uh, I got to share it with Tim. Still, I told him I would because uh, we we used to have these files, these clips on the old site before we redid the site. We kind of trimmed all the fat off of it, mm-hmm. right? So these are just two pieces of audio that we got, and and the reason I say like I don't want to describe it because. There's a thing called matricing and front loading, right? Yes. Where you I'm, tell people so what I'm not to hear, di- I'm not trying so to be a dick. Yeah, I'm not trying to be a dick, but it's like 
people like, well, I want to hear that. And they're like, well, what's, what am I listening for? I'm like, I don't want to tell you that. You tell me what you hear. Yeah, what do you hear, yeah. right? In a courtroom, we'd call it leading the witness. Exactly. It's the exact same idea. So, you know, these are two pieces of audio that, to me, EVP has always been this. And I've, it's been, to me, at least the one thing that's held tried and true with me over the years you know, is, is the most interesting thing in this field as far yes. as, you know, spirit hunting and well, what you want to call it. Well, it's repeatable. It's a hard piece. You know, you can well, hold like that audio. tape. I like audio. Yeah. I mean, I'm an audio nerd, so. And you can, you know, you can see the waveform. You're not, yeah. Yeah. you know, imagining that you're hearing this in your head. There is mm -hmm. a backup piece of data that says there is something here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, and there, and the best ones I've heard, much like, Photography are things that you can just look at or listen to and go, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't need somebody. A lot of people. You. A lot of people put. I mean, I've seen a lot of garbage over the years, and I mean, I don't mean to be rude to people, but you got to be blunt to a certain point with certain people. Like, look, what you have here is not anything uh, anomalous. Right. It's some blip in the audio that you've taken and stretched out and filtered and tried to make a voice out of it. Taps and that's does that frequently oh, yeah, on their yeah. show. They love doing that shit. A true, to me, like a, a real piece of audio or something really that stands, it stands on its own. Mm -hmm. You don't need to filter it. You don't need to do anything. We've been preaching this for years. Like, don't mess with it. Right. Don't filter it. Let us Don't stretch it. it. Don't reverse it. Look, I don't, no, I don't think it's, things are going to speak backwards to you. I don't, right, I don't know. It's like that Dark Side of the Moon album. They're like, but play it backwards. It's like a prayer to Satan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's I got not. Plenty, I got plenty of records I can backmask. There's like, I do have records that, that truly have like backwards messages. Oh, on that it. they put in their purpose. On hell purpose. yeah, yeah, hell yeah! But um, that's not that's not. I don't think that's going to. The gonna Beatles happen. did that famously once. Yes. Yeah, I don't remember what. Track. James Willis, a good friend of ours. We've had him. Um, we haven't had him on. We we really should have him on yeah, the show. He's a good him. friend he's of a, ours. He's him a big his, legend what? ghost researcher in Ohio. Yeah, he he's works at Weird Weird Ohio. He's one of the guys. Oh, Weird Ohio, the weird, like the Weird yes. Weird Michigan. Absolutely. I think he is. He is the president of the Ohio Paranormal Society. I think. I mean, he's. Really great guy, um, and he's big in the backmasking. We used to, we had him on Ghostly Talk a handful of times back in the day, and you know I'm glad we his name came up because I do want to have him on our show. He's a super cool guy, and I we should we should introduce you to him also because he's yes, hysterical. Please. The guy rules. When you guys go to conferences, let me and Jen know. We'll Ooh. try and tag along, yeah. and then That'd you guys fun. can introduce us to people. Yes, yeah, it's cool. Yes. We don't know anybody, so. <laughs> but no, that James is a big guy on backmasking. It's it's some fun stuff. But no, I mean going back to the EVP thing. I mean I really believe a piece of evidence whether it's a photo or a piece of audio like we're talking about it's something you can play for someone and go what do you hear and then they'll and then, instantly and then, say like if if there's speaking a ghost of being speaking into a box yeah. saying fuck you well, Alice <laughs> I want to be able to yeah. hear that without having to filter it I've actually been on that page for a long time too it used to irritate the sh I was never really into taps because they play with their audio and yeah. their visuals so much I don't find that compelling well you're not you're, you, you can make any I mean you can matrix anything right you can make it look like or sound like whatever you want. You keep screwing with it. You keep stretching the audio and making it making it break up. You're gonna get weird sounds out of it. That's just the human brain. You can do that with, the, do that with audacity. To make you know? sense of things. Yeah, and that's what the yeah the mind is gonna it's gonna do whatever it can to scramble and and make it into something that it understands. Absolutely. So that's what makes it very interesting to me. Is yeah, I could take a piece of audio and stretch it out and do all kinds of crazy shit to it, um, and and I would probably get. If I took a population of 10 people and said, everybody, listen to this and tell me what you hear, yeah. you're going to get eight to 10 different answers, right? Because it's the mind trying to matrix and make sense of what it's hearing. 
a really good piece of evidence, I think, simply is just that. If I took that piece of evidence that's been unfiltered that I'm talking about, the stuff that we have, and I'm not saying this is the holy grail by any means whatsoever. But it's but it should be. I, I would like to hear ten people in that population say the same thing. I would be that to me is repeatable. If you if you'd be comfortable using our guinea pigs, we have a very dedicated group of listeners. It would be very interesting to me if you put it up in our podcast group. Yeah. And let people respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, is. I, I should... would love if they didn't write like a comment thread like I hear. Mm-hmm. Bobby, right. I hear friends. Yeah. I really should put the stuff back. I think I'm, what I might do is, like I said, we our archives, like we, we do have all the original archives at ghostlytalk.com from the old run. Mm-hmm. And we have that for people. You can download the whole thing in one shot if you want. Mm-hmm. And we got it all set up for a bunch of different ways. Uh, we used to have all that, those little extra files. We'd be like, oh, yeah, this is what we talked about on the show. And it just got so out of control. Uh, and that's why I pulled a lot of the stuff back and cleaned it up. But that's those. these are two that always come up, these two... EVPs that we got back in 2004 with that guy Scott Kern that I mentioned earlier when we before we started really recording uh, the guy who wrote our theme songs mm-hmm. uh, for both of them the old one and the new one we have um, he was the guy that recorded him actually it was on his recorder but we were all there really so yeah he's a good friend we came down there to hang out with him good you know good friend of ours so those are things. What the hell was the question? Oh my god! Like, <laughs> the uh, most compelling evidence that you found—that's basically EVP. Your so these for, for me at least. EVPs. Yeah, I mean you may, you may have your own things too. Mine was, and I think I might have talked about this in the first season of your show because this question might have come up. We were in Cape Cod. Oh yeah, and I was there for this too. Derek runs ghost tours out there in Cape Cod, and he talks about these blue balls. So I swear to God, we were joking about that, or something came up about blue balls. I don't know. So I, I tend to always say these blue little lights because whenever you say blue balls, uh, but anyway, or blue orbs, whatever. But he, there was this great Puritan style New England, you know, the cool death head tombstones and everything. Beautiful Full stuff. Moon, Beautiful. Yeah. You know, perfect setting to be hanging out like in the summer in Cape Cod, just chilling in a cemetery. That's like my dream yeah. aesthetic. It was so nice. And so, of course, we got, he's like, we see these little blue lights moving through the tombstones. He's like, it's the trippiest thing ever. So we set up everything, cameras, um, everyone's camped out. We got people on one side, people on the other, and everyone puts everything away. And they just start talking and smoking cigarettes, and they're done, and they're just hanging out. When all of a sudden, someone goes, the blue balls! And we look, and sure enough... There's little blue lights just moving slowly, multiple. You saw that. And what's great is we're group A over here going, and then group B over here is going, and they come running going, did you guys just do that? Was that your light? No. And Derek's whole time going, this is what I've been telling you. And of course, nobody had any of their recording gear going, God damn it. It's just an experience. But what makes it great is you think about all these fairy lights going way back in the day, will the wisp. Yes. All that kind of stuff. Now, there wasn't a swamp by, so I can't say that was swamp grass, you know, like right. that famous excuse. Um, it was, and I don't even know if I could say they had intelligence, but they were moving up and down and then just... Yeah, they were just moving along. and it, you know, you Pretty, just, too, like a like an yeah. electric, like a bright... It was, they were pretty bright. I, I, th- I thought I saw a teal, like a teal color. Well, whatever. Blue, tealish color. But, but something brighter than, say, like a navy oh, yeah. oh, or... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you saw it. You saw it clear as day. We could see it. And and but that was so cool. And that, was that wasn't even like I don't even know if I put that in the realm of ghosts. I mean, I guess it's ghostly, but 
it's just, it's not like your traditional, like there's the apparition of a guy walking or a soldier right. zipping out or some weird corpse or thing, whatever. It was little blue orbs of light. See, and moments like that, those little difficult to explain moments are really what keep me in. Because again, yeah, as I get older, as I kind of get, I used to be so excited about the paranormal. Mm-hmm. It was all I wanted to do or see mm. or talk about. And obviously it's still important to me. It's still or a I would big not be doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but people who listen to our show will tell you, our show really focuses more on history yeah. mm-hmm. uh, than, because to me that's more interesting now. Yep. You know, like telling the stories around these stories, yeah. what was life like back then? Uh, how does this affect women in their society? You know, things like that are now just of more interest to me. Where when my sixteen-year-old oh, yeah. self standing in a graveyard out in the middle of yeah. you know, Eau Claire, Michigan, uh, uh, we're still pu- morning, I'm still pimping. We're still pimping evidence from fourteen years ago. I'm right. you where we're at with this exactly. stuff. Um, yeah, but evidence is evidence. It evidence is evidence. Well, you know, you think, well, updated. if you were still out there, you might have other stuff. You know what I mean? But oh, we, yeah. I, we, I, I, I'm open about that. I don't go out in the field very often. I go to bed at nine thirty. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have other stuff to do in life. Well, you know, you I get think a little you older. Can get this stuff during the day. I think it's only ghost hunters who come out at night. EVP, right. yeah, EVP, I think is something. You know, and, I, and that's something to be said about that. There's some people that I've met over the years that they're very hardcore about you know photography as far as just using analog photography, for example. No, no digital photography. And they've shown me, you know, photos in broad daylight. And they're like, that doesn't belong there. Right. Like a hand on somebody's shoulder. Yeah. There's some really strange stuff that just pops into a frame or just even whole people. Yeah. So, yeah, there's something to be said about that. There's people out there still doing that type of research, which I think is really cool. I... I wish I had more time to go out. And I would like, it's it's really, you know, that's that was one of the hardest parts. It, it still is to, uh, you know, doing a show of our sort now. And I'm starting to feel that grind again, where every week, you know, I'm inspired. Mm-hmm. I'm totally inspired every week. Like we, we had Tim on a few weeks ago, who's a big ITC guy. Yeah. Uh, I was like, man, I got to get hardcore into this stuff again, man. Oh, this, is, this is so cool. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, and I'm like, okay, I, you know, Ah, you're selling a house, though. You know, you got all this shit yeah. going on in your life. Um, I think, and it's tough. It's tough to get you know get yourself. I mean, I am motivated. I I have the energy. Believe me, I do. Uh, I'm motivated. I'm inspired. It's just you know being an adult. You know, I yeah, wasn't you, an adult 20 years ago. You, you know have I mean? to maintain your job yeah, and your you relationships your and your yeah. finances. And I think I think that should be sort of the natural way of stuff. Like I will never ever wish quiet or calm on a 16 year old standing in a graveyard at 3 a.m go crazy you can't yeah, have fun whatever you find you bring to me i'll whatever. be excited for you yeah you know i when we it's one thing to not want to do it myself anymore because again 9 30 not a joke <laughs> i go to bed at 9 30 that sounds great oh my god it's the best when i finally gave myself permission to just go to bed when i'm tired yeah oh and now, because I establish it mm-hmm. early, like early in my friendship, I will tell you, I'm not going to do it. Like, if my friends are like, oh, okay, the party starts at eight. And I was like, nope. <laughs> I'll drop in for a few minutes, but I'm going home. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Like, don't expect me to stick around. I don't want to drink anything. I yeah. got to go. <laughs> snacks are going to be here. Right. <laughs> or like, This will determine the length of time. <laughs> I will find out who's going to be there. Because if it's a bunch of people I find insufferable, it, uh, I don't care how much I love you. Yes. I can't. I just... I've gotten like that in my older age as well, where I'm like, I can't just put up with people just oh, because. God, like, I'm God. like, you are boring. Yeah. And that might sound mean or woody to some people, but some people truly are 
boring people that I don't want to hang out with. And I find the boringest ones are the ones who are mean. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, like, there's nothing duller than being a bitch. Yeah. I just... Everybody's done it already, honey. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I am very particular about who's allowed to come to my house. I, I do not have the need to tell a lot of people where to find me because I want to come home and take my bra off and not talk to anybody. <laughs> I'm getting to that. I'm starting to get into that mode again. I was very social here for the last couple of years and we've had, we still have people, we entertain, we have people over, but I'm starting to find, I'm getting back into that mode where I'm like, I just don't want to. Yeah, I can't. Friday night, I just want to come home and just lay on the bed and stare at my phone or just do something yes. totally brainless and not have to think about anything for a while. I don't want to have to have a pile of people come over. I mean, I like, I like my beer and I like my whiskey too, but I'm starting to get tired. Yeah. Again. I, I'm sorry, everybody who's listening to this. Listening to <laughs> having old people bitch about how old they are Fuck is people. not funny. Leave me alone. Fuck people. Go away. <laughs> Oh man! No, it's a, it, you get like that. I think you go. It goes in waves for me too. I, I just need well, a it's gotta, sometimes. You know. Yeah. All right, let's punch this up a little bit. I'm gonna list a series of critters of the other side. If you think of any, let me know. What I want you guys to do is tell me, ding, yes, that is on in my realm of belief. Okay. Or, eh, okay. I don't believe in that. All right. Ghosts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Demons. Yeah. Yeah. Hard the power to say. of Christ, Christ compelled. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I you know, not it, it, in it's the a very, it's a very, it's a very fancy thing to say. Now. It's really great to say things are demons. Not right. in demon. the way that most people associate. Yeah, with I don't think. I, right, yeah. not within the Christian hierarchy. Yeah, not even yeah. that. Like I think that's that's immediately what you think of though, too. It's a religious connotation. Yeah, right. I don't. Are you gonna just just we'll keep this one going? You gonna give it an eh? Yeah, this is an eh. Eh. Just go eh. My thumbs down. Thumbs <laughs> down. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't think, I just don't think they are what, like you said, Amber, I yeah. don't think they are what, what people think they are. I yeah. largely agree. I think there is malevolent spirit. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. I'm not necessarily going to call call it a demon or say, it. Li- you know, the Catholic Church is real big on demons live yeah, by these rules, yeah. which we went into in one of our exorcism yeah. episodes. So, mm. fairies. Yes. Okay. Now, see, I did not expect that answer. Only Elaborate. because of what I was saying with the Will of the Wisp. I you think been to fairies, our mother's house. Mm, I think fairies, going back into folklore, mm-hmm. could have been people trying to describe something that they didn't know what it was, like right. seeing these Will of the Wisps or experiencing these stories where something all of a sudden, it could be almost into the realm of ghostly too, where, hey, I just put this out here, now it's gone, because fairies were tricksters. Yes. And so something's gone. So I think a lot of this stuff kind of interconnects. And it's not, I don't necessarily think that Tinkerbell's out there zipping around with wings. Right. But I think there could be an interesting paranormal reason, I guess, for um, the prevalence of fairies or, or why they even came into existence to Absolutely. begin with. Because it goes way back. Yeah. So I mean, some sort of around. like sprightly magic, you know, that could be like a sprite or a, they have a lot of words Elementals for Elementals or like just an Elves energy or even. whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do think there's something to that. But Something not in the traditional, like... Yeah, I'm, I'm with Although them. I do want to believe that there's little people, little pixies zipping right. around with cute wings, and they I, land on me, and they talk, and they're my friends, and they sing, and we have fun. We can fly. Yeah, eat candy. Are you familiar with the artist Brian Froud? Yes! I want those oh kind of God, fairies labyrinth. to exist. Like, anything Girl. like... Mm. So... It's not on, I just cleaned off my computer so that I could put on new stickers. And a good friend of our show, uh, Cambry, who you I've talked about before, who lent us our first mic, like... 
Cambry's amazing. Cambry went to PenguinCon and brought me home a sticker of Jareth, the oh, Goblin King. Yeah. But as a kitty. Oh my God, that's adorable. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. I haven't put it on my computer yet because I haven't decided exactly how to position mm. it. Whereas, like, <laughs> my Hogwarts decal, that's going to go front right center. You know. <laughs> All right, vampires. Oh my. I believe in energy vampires. That's exactly how I feel, too. There I are think... people out there who just yeah. suck on a battery. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with that too. I think I, you know, I've done some reading on this too, and you know, with vampires, like a, the more physical. I mean, a vampire vampire. Right. They're not. I mean, obviously, there's this romantic element that there's always that's always kind of you know Bella Lugosi. I think that's we can thank for all that stuff. Uh, Lord Byron, actually. Lord Byron. Lord okay. Byron. He's the original. I think there's that romantic aspect, but I think you know a lot of stuff I've read, like you know, people who say, look, there are real, there are vampires. Right. You know they're 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 secluded, they're they're reclusive, and they're not pretty. Right. You know, they're 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 very much miserable creatures that are just trying to survive, and they can't really die at the same time. It's yep. this really weird thing they're involved with. So I mean I do think you know I, the energy vampire thing I think is very real. I mean we. I all, don't think it's necessarily supernatural. No, I think it's people with shitty energy, energy and energy yeah. thing that yeah. happens. But I do. I will say I think there are. So there's something to be said too. I, I have no evidence of this though either. But I've done a lot of reading on that, and I think there may be some type of underground contingent that we maybe don't know of. Almost like a cryptid. Yeah, like some. Yeah, very much like a cryptid. I think that something that does live off blood. Yeah. And things like that. I think there may I, be something out there like that. I would be fascinated to find out about that. And yeah, I, also, I, have no, I have no evidence. Well, there, I mean, there are creatures on our planet who have evolved to survive from the nutrients of blood. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's yeah. not a huge leap for me. Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Angels. Oh, man. Not in the traditional sense. Yeah. Because our first thought is Christianity. Like Creation angel of the wings, world. robes, golden hair, halo. Right. I think there can be like protective energies because I will get kind of free for out there in my beliefs. Sure. Can't prove it, but spirit guides. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Like, I don't know. I think there are maybe a benevolent. It's a comforting, it's there. a comforting thought. It is a nice thought to yeah. think that something's kind of going, like, <laughs> I'm behind you. you. So, well, I mean, I've always been comforted with that thought. Voice I, angel too. I mean, is, is, is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Literally. (laughs) I've always been comforted with that idea that something may be watching over me. I mean, I have my own beliefs too, but I have had that, you know, that I've had those ideas and impulses and um, that thought of something, you know, watching over me, like hand on the shoulder type of thing. It's a nice thought. Yeah. You know, it's it's a nice way to feel. I think it's a very I, human response to the scary chaos of the universe. Well, yeah, and, and, and the uncertainty of the universe in life, too, where, you know, and I think that's one of the greatest things I ever learned when I was in college. I did take an elective, which was a myth, magic, and folk religion class. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. The guy walked in the first day, and he went on the whiteboard, and he wrote, why me, with a question mark. And, you know, he turns around, and he's like, hey, guys, welcome to my class. He's like, this is this class, blah, blah, blah. He's like, everything we talk about in this semester is going to be directed towards this question behind us, right? So 
obviously why me? I mean, you can apply that to any belief system that people are trying to explain the universe around them or even the world around them, right? Um, and it's very simple. Oh, God didn't want that way. You know? <laughs> and if you can just go down, I don't want to go down that whole path. But I think that's a comforting thought. These are watching over you. It takes the, it just takes the edge off that uncertainty. Off of living. Yeah, off of yeah. living because it's hard. It's not yeah. easy. So, but I do like reading about it. I had a, I had a short, well, not short, about a year during Ghostly Talk, the old run, where I was studying angels. Mm-hmm. Not from not, not from a biblical standpoint, but more like just research. Like, okay, I mean, I guess it was somewhat from a biblical standpoint too, but but understanding what these things are, the, the whole hierarchy of angels and all that. I mean, it was very complicated, mm-hmm. actually, you know. And then you get, you know, Gabriel and sacred geometry and cool stuff like that. It's like trying to understand the magic of the universe. Right. Um, that where, that's where it got heavy. You know, Horn of Gabriel, all that neat yeah. stuff. So, I mean, it, it, but in its like raw sense, I, I kind of say bullshit. <laughs> I think that's fair. It's a really, really interesting subject, though. I you know I love talking about things like that. Um, I'm going to ask you later about your myth, magic, and folklore professor, and see if I can get him on my show. <laughs> oh God, I do. I, I, I get to really. State still. I have a thousand percent praying on professors right now. Some folklore classes because I think one of the I'm going to have to really dig Jan, on that one. There was one of the big folklore people in Michigan worked at Wayne State University in Detroit, but he might be. Old and retired yeah. now. I'll but find them. That means that they actually, you know, <laughs> have time. It it, yeah. 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 All right. Let me ask you another one. Um, this one divides our household. Bigfoot. Mm. Oh. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. I totally. Believe. No question in my mind. There's something out there. And it, it's I too logical. It's too logical. I, uh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's another way to look at it. It's too logical. I mean, yeah, there are some holes in this plot line. Like, okay, look. People have been studying and chasing well, this thing for decades now. Everyone's like, why don't you find a body? Well, you don't walk around the woods finding deer everywhere, Dad. Right. Like, that no, shit gets chopped down the, by, like, other people. The forest people. and like, the forest animals will just... get the steak sauce. Bigfoot died. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> that stuff That stuff just it, yeah, it disappears real quick. You don't, you don't see carcasses. That's one way to explain it. But I really think there's something out there. Well, and think about how many creatures we... are like, that doesn't exist. A giant squid doesn't exist. That... Whatever creature that they thought was... Ex- what are you talking about? The giant squid? The giant, they said the giant squid time. doesn't exist? It what? does. But they <laughs> In said, history, no, they believed they for like, a long yeah, time. Yeah, that was they like a myth. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, crap, look what we caught. Yeah, there's right. a giant squid. They've only or found three, I believe. It's not often. Yeah. And then that weird like fish-type thing, I don't know if it was from Japan, but they thought it was like gone. A cape squid. Yeah. And yeah. Like, oh, oh. And then I mean, we've gone deep on. enough. I mean, I've, I have a, I have a small obsession with the deep sea right now, and there's stuff they're they're finding stuff in the deep sea that's it's just so mind blowing. Fuck the deep sea. You are Bio- scared of aliens. Just yeah. look at those. Well, yeah, fish. that's what I'm saying. They're, and they're, and anglerfish. Yes, and they glow. The barrel eye, you know, the 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 fringe head. I mean, there's a lot of them down there. I've been I've been kind of doing some reading on this stuff. I get sucked into Bioillumination like, alone, pictures. right there. Bioillumination, like these things have their, they have their own night light hanging on their head because they're so deep in the water. It's pitch black, man. I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't care for the ocean. No, ocean freaks me out. No, that's not your turf. It's not my turf. Yeah. Oh, I like water. I'm half fish. No, I like going to Lake Michigan. It is very difficult for me to ever contemplate leaving Lake Michigan. Hmm. Like I live too far inland for my own purposes Mm -hmm. right now. I love those lakes. Yeah. When you get to when you get to the ocean though, and you're 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 dealing with 
just the upper crust species that Fucking swim. Too, too big. Like sharks and shit like that. Whales. That's their turf. That's we're not that's supposed their, to be there. That's their turf. Yeah. yeah. They you don't we don't belong there. That's their turf. And that's why well, they're really good at swimming. Imagine they're, they're how built much for better all of world history would be if the boat had never been invented. Yeah. If everybody just stayed on land. However, I mean, well, they, colonized. that would have been totally, it would have been a very much different world now, too. Oh, we wouldn't have had, I mean, trade alone. We'd be, very, we'd be separatists. There, so there'd be no trade. Yeah, xenophobia would be ridiculous. I, but there'd be something to be said for staying in your own fucking lane. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting I idea. I love when they find shipwrecks, though, in the ocean that are yes. untouched. Like, they just found, like, this perfectly intact Greek ship or Roman or something. Mm-hmm. Like, and it even fits the descriptions, which are on the old clay pottery yes. uh, pictures. Of, and, like, how cool is that? Yeah, it's, it's really it's, neat. It's so cool. I love archaeology news like that. Well, that's, I, just, that's just as alien. Like, the deep sea is just as alien as the stuff that we... We're claiming to see in our skies, in my opinion. So, all right. Well, that brings me to the next one. Aliens. Yes. Yeah. That was hell, such a oh, quick hell yes. Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. The lar- law of large numbers says yes. yes. I've seen two things unexplainable in the sky. Yeah, Tell me. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, we, we got our, yeah, the one we saw together. First one. Oh, right. The blue dots. The, yeah, it was Did like. we talk about that? Did we talk about that on this podcast? No. No. I mean, this could have been. There was 2000. When I was, was on it? with Kate, too. What was it? 2000. What so it was like 08 or something like that. Anyways, November, we are looking at Lake Michigan because we were in Fairy. It was 10 years ago. Literally yep. 10 years ago. And then month. it was nighttime and Scott was on the couch watching Police Academy. And I stepped out with my friend Tom and Tom's lighting up a cigar. And we're looking up in the sky and it's clear night. And all of a sudden, I, at this time, I had a healthy fear of UFOs. Like movies like Independence Day yeah. and, um, oh fire God, in Fire in the Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Up. Even though it's like loosely based on a true story, whatever, it freaked me out. Travis Walton. So anyway, I looked up and I saw a light. Your first instinct is like, hey, helicopter, plane, satellite, whatever. Until it went and took a massive dive and started doing impossible scenarios in the sky where I went, Tom, what is that? What is that? Look up, look up. And he had enough time to stop and look up. And go. That's not a plane. And then I'm like, oh, they're coming. This is it. This, this end is of the end. world. Oh, that sounds gonna come up like from War of the Worlds. Yes. Oh my God. So I'm like, oh, we get him off the couch. Stop watching Police Academy. Which back then was a, quite so a feat. So we get him off the couch. <laughs> he has enough time. I mean, this thing is staying up in the sky long enough. It's not a blip. Tom goes out. It blip. It does blip away. Tom runs out, gets his video camera, sets up a tripod. We all we can get is a blurry, stupid blue blob photo of it yeah. because that's all you can get. So I appreciate everyone's awful photos now because you can't get anything. Well, yeah, that did give us that was the one thing coming out of this because we thought put my perspective in a well, different yeah. spot when, it when came we to, shot like, the video. Photos. Yeah, when we but shot the video, we hear ourselves on the video talking. Like, We're very really clear about that. Yeah, and I'm like, it's getting closer. Okay, it has these colored lights. Now, could it have been some top-secret government plane that they were testing out? Very possibly. Very possible, because there's always things about over Lake Michigan this that people was, are this seeing thing strange was doing, lights. doing movements, though. It was performing stuff, literally. Like, it was like, nuts. Like a skate. I, I, I said, I kept, the way I always describe it is like a skateboarder on a half pipe. Okay. Going back and forth like really that direction. Really movements. Yeah, back and forth like that. Moving around very erratically. Oh, uh, and it was, yeah, it was, like she said, it was red, white, and green. Those are the so, pictures, we were, the colors we were seeing. Then, just this year... My friend, now I'm obsessed with like aliens and UFO thing. Like I'm like totally like more, almost more so than ghosts. So we are sitting outside in Grand Haven in the same kind of location by the power plant on the water on the Grand River where it dumps into Lake Michigan and it's prom night. So after prom, the kids are outside there. We're by the putt-putt course downtown Uh and we're talking about aliens and UFOs. We're having a discussion about it. It's like 1230 in the morning. 
kids are oblivious. They're just playing their golf. When all of a sudden I see something coming over the pop-up course and I'm like, my first thought is drone. Because now 10 years later, of course, they're everywhere. And I thought, well, that's a cool picture. To get, you know, take pictures of the kids playing for after prom, the, the golf. And it kept coming closer to us. And I'm like, that's, that's, not, that's not a drone. And then my friend's like, yeah, that's not a, what is that? What, oh my God. And it, the only way I can describe it, like, you know how jellyfish have that like kind of clear outside, but then there's this inside? Yes. That's what it looked like. It got close enough to us and then just took the fuck off. That is amazing. Gone. And we're like, we sat there for the next hour. And of course, we're like the middle-aged people sitting out there on a bench, you know, just staring up. All these kids were oblivious. Right. And some weird contraption just flew over them and took off into the sky, you know. They had no idea. What? What? Yeah. So that was weird. So now two sightings in the same kind of, what I'd say, general location. Within a couple miles. Yeah. Literally within a couple miles. Yeah. I'm going to have to pay more attention yeah, you, to the you, night yeah, sky. You're over by Lake Michigan in that area. Like, look up because there's been a lot of different UFO flaps along Lake Michigan throughout the years. I mean, even ones where in 1994 there was a big UFO flap. They went on for like two weeks. You can even listen to the 911 transcripts of people calling in concerned about what they were seeing. It's cool. I, like, you know, we've mm. never done UFOs oh, on the show, and we should. Me too. All right, let me ask you a couple more. Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Loch Ness is deep as it hell. Is deep. Yeah. I, I, kind of like Bigfoot, there could be like one or two just creatures. There's just there's there's animals we haven't discovered. Or it did exist yeah. at some point. It goes back to the deep sea. And Absolutely. Died. There's just there's stuff that you know, we don't know about that's on this yeah. planet. I'm there's, open to there's it. There's areas in this planet that have been unexplored. We we have no idea what's out there. Right. You know, our, our missionary friend this week we just found out the ugly end of that. You know, they've been <laughs> yeah. keeping up with the news. I mean, there's places like that where there aren't. They don't have the same idea of civility as we do. The rainforest? Do. Yeah. Dude, the rainforest is effectively yeah. the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. flat. Yeah. So, and I mean. And what if, what if hollow earth was real and there was a whole other realm of creatures and things in the middle of the earth? You know who believed that? What? John Quincy Adams. Really? Did yeah. He? he believed that if you got to the North Pole, you could get down into the center of the earth where there would be a subrace. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, same with. Hitler believed something of that course. In the Caucasus region, uh, the Caucasians, he mm. believed they, they would find super people, the Ubermensch. Mm-hmm. We covered that in one of our Nazi episodes. I mean, going back to Loch Ness, it's just, it's, that's the, my logic behind it is just simply I don't think there's, 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 no, but there's just places on this planet, and I think there's animals and things like that. You know, I don't think it's some monster. Not necessarily. It's a friggin', it's an animal. Although it's just a different know, type of animal. monster, look at a lion. Well, yeah. You know, lions today, lazy Disney kitty, mm-hmm. uh, but it used to be a time where the Greeks, there was mm-hmm. nothing more terrifying than mm-hmm. a bear or a Well, like green, green anaconda, one of my favorite examples, It's what it, to me it's the apex predator on the planet. So, you know, it's a 25 to 30 foot long serpent that makes no sound whatsoever, that can climb, it's got made of pure muscle, it's a monster. It's a thousand percent. I you don't know. So many <laughs> yeah, well, you don't know. I, I mean, hate snakes. <laughs> if you get grabbed by one of those things, it's over. You're not going to survive that. You just well, can't. If you're human. You're not that. You're not. That you know, it's, not. It's, 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 that, that to me is a true monster. That could wrap around me. Yeah. So many times. Yeah. Twenty five feet. Anything shouldn't exist. And just yeah. suffocate. And that's a small. That's you know. That's that's average size. You, there's been talk of though. I mean, there's there's obviously you know. A lot of myths and stuff about the anac- the green anaconda. Well, and they've gotten be, the 40, 50 feet. But that's long. not in Scotland, though. That's not in Scotland. That's yeah. That's, well, that we know of. I mean, all right, Scotland doesn't have a whole lot of snakes. But I mean, the but... whole point the whole point is just you know I know Loch Ness. I, I it just kind of all to me crypt, you know cryptozoology. I mean, it, which is making a comeback. It is. Time. 
I just think, you know, there's there's things out there we don't know about. We don't know about, and they're mysterious to us, and I think, you know, Nessie is one of them, you know? Yeah. So it's just a it's just a, it's a simple idea for me. It's very simple. I I love that. I I totally endorse what you two are saying about broad-minded skepticism. I think that's actually a pretty good place to land on, my Woo. friends. Woo. Cool. Uh, so Woo. thank you so much for coming. This is yeah. Amber Rose. Can you say goodbye? Goodbye, Amber Rose. If you want to hear more from her, you can read any of her books. She has Trace right now. Yeah. We have Wicked Ottawa County, yeah. Wicked, Wicked Grand, Grand Rapids, Rapids, and Wicked... And, well, our Ghosts and Legends of Michigan's West Coast. So That's if you're right. a Michigan local history nerd, you know, you'll dig them. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have all three. Um, I did bring them into work, though, so I can't... Have, oh, you've already signed them anyway. I might have. Yeah. And then <laughs> um, you can also find her through her website, Michigan's Other Side. Yep. Lots of great stories on there. We definitely utilize you as a reference all Yay. the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's Scott L. of Ghostly Talk, one of our longest-running paracasts. Scott, if you'll say goodbye and take us out. Ghostlytalk.com. Oh, thank you. We're done. <laughs> no, thanks Thanks for having us. No, I'm so glad you guys no, we, we, we had a lot of fun this week uh, doing our swap cast with you. It was so fun. And this just kind of worked out. That you really, guys were yeah. home, yeah. We were, we were coming back to this side of the state from Detroit. It just worked out that we were able to come out here and visit you. So it was very nice to do that, and let's do it again. Absolutely. Cool. I uh, get over to Detroit regularly enough. Come on, so do you really? Yeah, I've got some friends who live in Livonia. Oh, no, I say that's a half an hour for us. Yeah. Perfect. Come by and visit. Yeah, yeah. we'll do another one. Even if we sure. just hang out and yeah. drink. Yeah, I just enjoy you guys immensely. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. All right, I'll come Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. You guys are the best. Cool. 